Hello, my name is Emily Hines and I attend Houston City Council meetings and I take notes and then I share them with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on April 26th, 2023. First up is the monthly financial report. Controller Brown and Finance Director Jones each gave their respective monthly reports. Two notable things, sales tax income is consistently up and Controller Brown cited something called an inverted yield curve. I don't know what that means. He also raised the alarm of a potential recession coming soon, and I do know that it has something to do with the inverted yield curve. Councilmember Dave Martin of District E mentioned that state leadership thinks Houston is not in good financial shape, which he disagrees with. He pointed to recent pension and other post-employment benefits, or OPEB reform, which has significantly reduced the city's unfunded liability. And unfunded liability is money we expect to owe in the future, but don't know how it will be paid for. Controller Brown agreed that Houston's current financial situation is good, but he sounded the alarm, as he so often does, on our structurally unbalanced budget, which has been using one-time federal grant funding to pay for recurring expenses. He asked, quote, what happens when that money runs out, end quote. Finance Director Jones explained the conservative approach the city takes with budgeting, even though we have a large surplus fund balance and income from sales tax, for instance, has been steadily rising. He said, we're not sitting back waiting for things to happen to us. We are planning for the future. He alluded to a forthcoming five-year projection report that will show how the finance department will protect the city's assets. Councilmember Pollard pointed to the consistently rising sales tax revenue, which means people in the city are consistently spending money. He suggested this could be the new norm and asked, quote, how long does this record spending go on before you all shift your mindset, end quote. Controller Brown pointed to his decades of experience in the financial industry and said none of these upward trends are sustainable. There is always a bust. He thinks people are spending money they saved during the pandemic and using credit, and he expects that spending to slow down this year. He cited probability theory and said, I like to play games where heads you win, tails you win. He wants to plan for an economic downturn and said, if we're wrong, we have extra money. Director Jones agreed. When Councilmember Ed Pollard told Brown and Jones they have a different approach to finances than most Houstonians who are presumably out spending big, Brown said, quote, please keep spending and we will manage that money that we get from sales taxes conservatively, end quote. Councilmember Abby Kamen of District C said that we are on borrowed time when it comes to a big flood and it's important to reserve a fund balance to help with recovery when it happens. Jones and Brown both agreed. Brown pointed out that FEMA has moved to a reimbursement model rather than a payment upfront model, which means cities and states must have the funding to pay for recovery when it happens, and then they apply for reimbursement after the fact. And that FEMA funding takes years. We're still waiting on it from Hurricane Harvey, which was in 2017. Councilmember at large Michael Kubosh brought up the firefighter pay equity, which is wrapped up in pension reform, but I was unclear what his exact question was, and there didn't seem to be a clear answer either. Next, I'll go over the mayor's report. Mayor Turner and Councilmember at large David Robinson are in Brazil, so Councilmember Martin ran the meeting. There is a dump day on April 29th from 8 to 3. The McCarty and Blue Ridge landfills will be offering complimentary disposal, and I'm guessing this means no paperwork to prove your residence is needed. There is a career fair on May 3rd at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Finally, May is National Bike Month. Moving on to some agenda items. 
There were a few related to fire department spending. Item three approved $45,000 on fire hoses. Item six approved $50,000 on rescue equipment. And item seven approved $49,000 for handheld chemical identifiers. Item 12 approved $14,000 for trash can liners. And I just love that council members had to vote today to pay for trash bags. It's a glamorous life. Item 16 approved a resolution in support of new senior housing in District D. Council members Carolyn Evan Shabaz of District D and Thomas spoke in support. Item 18 approved $2.2 million in grants for the Harris Center for Mental Health's The Way Home program. Through its behavioral health program, the Harris Center provides clinical support, substance use support, and case management to at least 400 individuals receiving housing services. Item 21 approved a federal grant application for the fire department, and items 22 through 24 approved state and federal grant applications for the police department. Councilmember Kamen said that 91% of the police department's budget goes to personnel, so grants like these help get non-personnel goods and services to the public. Item 27 approved $5.2 million for various pre-construction projects on the African American Library, which sustained damage from Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Item 28 approved $2.8 million on top of already funded $9.4 million for a new solid waste department multi-use facility in District H. They needed more funding because of supply chain issues and the rising cost of goods. Please join me in advocating with the city to give solid waste more resources like this. We are team solid waste. And also while we're at it, we can bother them to build more depositories and have more regular trash pickup. Item 34 approved $61,000 for repairs along Keegan's Hike and Bike Trail in District F. And finally, I'll go over the councilmember pop-offs. Councilmember came in, plugged a joint quality of life and public safety committee meeting today, which is Wednesday at 2 p.m. It will include information about an upcoming BYOB policy to try to curb after-hours operations. And the TC Jester Park opening is this Saturday at 10 the goats will be back at the Arboretum starting May 4th, munching their way through to help clear overgrowth. Councilmember Martha Castex Tatum of District K shared a pet food and tree giveaway this Saturday. There's a community bike ride on April 30th starting at Blue Ridge Park, and she spoke highly of the District K experience with goats, clearing out a detention pond. She said it's cost-effective and eco-friendly, and she hopes the city can adopt the program elsewhere. Councilmember Robert Gallegos of District I also plugged the Joint Quality of Life Public Safety Committee meeting, which will discuss recycling at apartment complexes, which is important because the landfills are filling up. Councilmember Kubosh wants to make an endowment for the city to act as a rainy day fund. Councilmember Tiffany Thomas of District F is excited about the forthcoming BYOB after hours ordinance because she says the West Side is inundated with after hours parties that disturb neighbors. She complained about a food truck park whose trash clogs up the nearby drains, and she wants a conversation with the vendors and customers about their responsibility. There's a deed restriction workshop on April 29th. Translations are available in Spanish and Vietnamese. And the turnaround job fair is April 27th at the Aleaf Community Center. She made sure to mention you don't have to live in District F to attend. Councilmember Amy Peck of District A plugged her ditch maintenance program. Contact her if you live in District A and need help maintaining the ditches near your home. And that's it. That was the meeting. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. We do have new one to thank, Katie Campbell Strumway. Thank you so much. And if you think this project is worth supporting, I invite you to visit patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. There's several tiers to make it easy for you. You will get a shout out on this very podcast. 
And I want to thank ACLU Texas and Houston in Action for your support and take a little who does these Spanish translations, which you can find on the website, emilytakesnotes.com. This podcast has music by Joe Wasney and it was produced by Connor Clifton. And that's it for this week. I'm Emily Hines and I thank you for listening.